Mambo vipi? What's happening? My name is Aniko Owoko and I am a lover of art, culture and everything African. And here we grant you front row access to your favorite celebrities, creators, the biggest personalities and industry experts. Come with me. You're now a VIP. Welcome to my lounge. This is VIP Access Podcast with Aniko. And right here, I'm speaking to various artists every week from across the continent about all the amazing things they're doing in the industry and for themselves. This is the E-less podcast on music and culture from this side of the continent. And I'm really happy that some of you are here every other week to check out who I'm speaking to. So today I'm speaking to an artist who is an open book, he says, but to me, I'm just like waiting to dig in because I haven't really had an opportunity to ever interview him. So I just want to discover him. You know, many of you know him from successful hits. I'm like, Angela, you know exactly who I'm speaking about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Butros. Karibu. Yeah, Santa, the introduction <laughs> was just beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, look at those grills, man. I mean, I have, I'd like to shine Kilamali hey, later. So, sh- yeah. You are such a superstar. And I'm so glad to be in your presence. Like, <laughs> look at those grills. What is that? We call them slugs, but. You know, oh, not grills. I mean, grills in Zazamani. Ah! But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we like to call them slugs because they sound like, like uptown. But it's platinum or what? No, this is silver. Damn. Yeah. You got real silver in your. Mouth, yeah, yeah, yo, and how much is it? It's a bag, it's a bag, it's a, it's a bag. I can't say it's a, it's cheap, but it's not a super expensive, it's affordable if you want them. Okay, yeah. that's nice, that's nice. I like that. I like yeah. that. I like everything about you. Thank you. Because you know, if somebody looks at you and they don't know you, never heard of you, they want to know who you are because you are just dripping superstardom. And I think that's always been you, you know. Yeah, I think the first time we met was probably in 2019 when we had our first event called Artist Talk Back, and we we were at the Michael Joseph Center oh. and you came over with your AD family, you know, crew. I'm not <laughs> sure whether you guys were speaking. Were you speaking? You are not. Pro- you're, we were. We were. You we were had speaking. Like, we, yeah, we, we, actually, we actually threw a, a few punches out there. So, yeah. yeah. So that was cool. You know, it's the first time I got to see you guys. And I think yeah. you had been quite active in the industry even way before then. Yes. But I think that was around the like breakthrough period. Yeah. The 2019s. Yeah, exactly. And um, what I love about your brand, I feel like from the start, you've been on this consistent trajectory and I don't know what's going to happen next, but I feel like this is still not it for Butros. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, got to know about you globally through this hit record, Angela, and the massive remix that you did. With conscience. With and conscience. Yeah, but I feel like that's just the beginning even for yeah. you because since I got to know you, you know, following your music, I didn't know you personally, but I've been following your music, your team, yeah. you know, how you guys roll. I feel like... Y'all have been super consistent and just kind of growing bricks and bricks every other year, every other day, every with every other album, every other release. So it's really great for me to have you here on VIP Access just to get to know the person behind all the success and hits. So the first thing is, how do you feel about all this recognition and success, especially with Angela? You know, it's a big tune. Like, honestly... <laughs> 
it's fulfilling to just know that every time um, I woke up, like Ali slept like at odd hours, you know what I'm saying? Just putting that work wasn't in vain. It actually came through. So just having that part of me, knowing that that's everything. And did you ever anticipate that Angela was going to be this huge? No, no. I actually thought it was going to be a, a hit, but this one became a mega hit. So yeah. nah, I didn't think it was going to be like that. For a billion views, yeah, nah. I didn't think like actually you can go to a different machinani place at Akunata and have someone just actually know you. Even sure sure tells you like uh, they see you from watching their daughter watching you on TV. Yeah, that's something. And the TikTok sensation. Trust, that's crazy. That's even crazier, sasa. Thought it was gonna be a hit, a million, maybe two million, but hey. <laughs> and it keeps going. It keeps going, like even more and more. Even the remix is just crazy. It's even at half a million right now. The the audio so. Yo, yeah. big ups, Shout big out, ups. Yeah. Congratulations. The fans, Thank you. Take me through the making of Angela. Who's Angela? There's no one called Angela. There guy. has to be There's someone no called, called Angela. Angela. Everyone keeps on. on asking me about but, that okay, question. If there was no Angela, you've yeah. met Angelas who've come and, you know, Funny enough, presented themselves to you now. Funny enough, I knew a friend called Angela, but I've never been like, Angela. <laughs> you know, but Angela was supposed to be like a phrase that we use to just give a man his preference, like the name. Yeah. Like that's my Angela, you know, like everyone has their own preference. Like every man has their own preference. So if you say that's your Angela, that means... Yeah. That's what I like. This is my yes. type of girl. So okay. yeah, And actually even the song was just a by mistake. It wasn't even supposed to be recorded or even that wasn't a session for Angela. There was another song with another session that ran late for an hour. So we decided that one or let's just record something to just waste time. Turns out it was going to be the biggest song to change Who's our life. Who's the producer of Angela? His name is Kaxi. Kaxi a on bad the man. I know. He's, he's bad. a bad man. Malawian Kenyan. So that's how it happened. So if we could go back, you know, to you getting into the industry and, you know, founding your record label, Shrap Music, mm. you know, working very closely with Musao and the rest of the artists yeah. who you started with. Yeah. When was that time and how did you come up, you know, with this Shrap? Um, because Shrap ideally is um, Trap Shang and Shang and Rap. The beginning of us as a conglomerate, that was like way back. That was, I think, 2013, 2015. Mm. By the time, I think 2015 was the time now we got the recognition of uh, Homeboys Radio when I was selected for the freshman myself and Dope I mean, yes. and uh, K Green. So after that time, we met other artists who just combined our efforts. And then along the way, just even before that 2019 Corona thing, I think around 2017, 20 something there. I can't remember the the exact dates. We were like uh, outsiders who were, were in the game, but mm. when we're just outside because yeah. no one understood what you we were doing. You were kind of only existing in your own circle. Exactly. You know, you had your own following. You mm. had your own events. Man. Shrap nights. Yeah. So it was really crazy just for us to identify ourselves. So we decided, you know what? Let's just make our own world. Let's just create our own genre. Let's create our own movement and then just build from there. Then the coin of the phrase Shrap began. Just as long as you're rapping, you're singing popular music, it doesn't matter. If you're doing Sheng, that's Shrap. Mm -hmm. And then it gave birth to a lot a lot. I won't even mention some 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 genres that just popped up, but that's mention. the main reason. That's the main reason. Mention, mention. Nah, there's no need. There's you no don't want to start a fight or what? I don't want to start a fight. You see, the biggest win 
is when they know that you know and they actually even told you before. That's the biggest win. The other one is just is just for the crowd. Now you identify. What are these genres? Is it the Kenyan drill people? I that's even this recent one. That's that is a funny impact. The ones that made the impact. <laughs> the ones that made the biggest impacts and you know which ones. Almost like all the artists there came through us. So it's beautiful to see that everything grew and actually everyone formulated whatever they wanted. And then they made something of themselves. That's everything for us. Yeah, because I spoke to Groovy Joe yeah. in um, last Shout season of my podcast. And she spoke very highly of you and Musao and, you know, other artists who she met first when she wanted to come out. And she was like, yeah. this guy really supported me. Yeah. Not show up at the studio. They would be with me, give me the space, uh, you know, advise me, listen to my rhymes. Yeah. And I was so happy to hear, like, this is the kind of person you are and, you know, your group of other artists are like this. So where did you guys get this from? From other people. I mean, even for us, I don't know, maybe if we we're lucky enough, maybe just God was on our side. But we got a helping hand from guys in the industry. They were willing to tell us, don't go through this side. It's funny, Evie, because, mm-hmm. and we were actually willing to listen because there's that, there's that difference. You're told, but you don't want to listen. Yes. We actually listened so for us, plus the way we, we were in just personally, just in our personal lives, that's how we are. That's what Kwarapa Moja Desai. So just taking that into consideration, we were like, there's no need for other guys to also just take three years to learn something you can learn in just months. Yeah. And, and the only thing I need to just tell you. And plus the mindset we had with Trap at the time is just trying to say we don't need gatekeeping, we don't need anything. We just need for anyone who can just do their music, just be capable of doing it. You know, that's mm-hmm. the essence of even us doing our own events. You know what I'm saying? So to just give ourselves the platform. Yeah. So it didn't make sense for us to have a knowledge of a certain movement or just and a way to, to move and just keep it to ourselves. Yeah. So the ideology just went on. Unfortunately, not everyone was on board of sharing. So the ones who got their knowledge and didn't share, I don't know where they are right now, mm. but the ones I'm talking to right now and the ones I'm seeing move are the ones who actually decided and they actually moved like crazy because they just mm. moved with like free will. And that's, that's what the industry really needed now. You can actually see it move to whatever it is right now. Who are the founding you know, members of the AD family? This is funny. So we have, we have myself, brother of mine called Della. You know Hanuman? One of like the biggest Mapena um, DJs in Kenya. He was one of uh, the founding members oh, of nice. it. Yeah, fair. Wow. Who, who and would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. So him, uh, myself, and uh, K Green. I remember in my house, K Green came with his uh, PC. And we used the headphones that you use to uh, communicate. And I'm saying the ones that are like stuff, the hey, microphone. Hey. We recorded that one on uh, VLC, oh I think. <laughs> oh my, back in the day. Back in the day. So that was the first uh, recording we ever did as ADF, let me say. Mm. Then we told ourselves, oh, okay. And then we just moved from there. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. And when when did you meet Musao? Or was he already there, you know, with you from the start? Because he's so determined to win. And I've seen him on the grind, you know, promoting you and, you know, promoting ADF 
as if you already had a song that had billions of yeah. views, you know, like you already have now, but he was doing that back then, like six years ago. Yeah. So it's, I feel like it's very important you know, for artists and creatives to have people in their corner who truly, you know, believe in their craft. Cause right now in the industry, there's so many people who just want to come to you now because you have a major hit yeah, global, global so record. Many. But you do want to work for the long time with the people who are with you from the very beginning when you still didn't even have an album out or, yeah. you know, three albums out. Yeah. Let me say it in two terms. You see, you have to both want something, not, not him uh, believing in me. He has to believe in himself because if he doesn't, I'll need to look for another Musao who actually believes. Because Musao doesn't just believe in me. He believes in himself to be the best marketer, the best how can I say the best manager? Yeah. He believes that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I believe I'm the best also, and when you're combined together, we're supposed to reckon with. That's why we went from 10 to only like three now. Because it's not just about someone who believes in you. You might believe in me so much that you'll never do something that that you were supposed to bring out. Because himself brings out something in me and I bring out something in him. I love that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is because the relationship that we have is beyond business. Goes personal for more than a decade. Mm. Yeah. Where we're actually going to our 15, 16, we're almost 20 years as friends, bro. You know what I'm saying? Four years from now, we'll be saying 20 years. So for us to build something like that, it means like there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of, if he says this, I have to believe yeah. he has the best interest. So those are the main key factors for us to have something. And then the other factors now come in, me just being an artist, him doing him. Those will come in after Mm -hmm. that building block has been set. So, yeah. I like that. I also, I think, read in your bio that you actually started rapping at the age of 12. Yeah. Back at home in high rise. Tell me about those days. Like, who are you rapping to? You know, (laughs) was it like your family or just friends in the hood? It was my peers in the hood. There's a place we used to play football. I used to love like playing football like badly. So we used to call it H. It was like a tarmac, the backside of the parking lot. No one ever used. So we used to like put posts and play ball. And then afterwards, guys would like freestyle and do whatever. Guys would, you know, do their keeping. So I used to be this kid who used to love Lil Wayne. So I used to like try to do my own <laughs> freestyles. So one day... I did that same, same uh, freestyle that I actually wrote. It wasn't a freestyle. So I did that freestyle in front of the boys, the big boys now that they were like 15, 18 at that time, uh-huh. some 14. Hey, they were like, what? But the only thing they loved was the N-word because I kept saying the N-word so much. So they thought I was like a gangster. <laughs> so they told me, bro, hey, what's up? Let's uh, let's put you on. So I did like uh, those couple of freestyle in the hood like a couple of times. To a point, some guy came and told me there's this always show at um, Carnival or something. Pull up. The grand prize is 10000 All you need is just freestyle. So I was like, what? I'm going to collect that yeah, money. Ma- me, I wasn't even thinking about the money. Me, I was thinking like, I'm going to be on stage. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, so we pull up. I perform. Funny enough, I won. Yeah, oh, I actually did. congratulations. Yeah. But they gave me like 200. The boys, they gave me like 200 or something. 200 me, was, what? 200 shillings. Same time, I was pumped, bro. Even that 200 shillings was like a buck that time, bro. <laughs> Hey, something you know, buying you're a kiddo, ice cream. You're a kiddo with two hundred hey, bob. bob. This is gonna last you like two mm. weeks. And you know, ice ice cream ilia ilanini. It was five bob your time. Mm. Do you know how many ice cream pops this is? Yeah, so I was balling in the streets. Yeah. 
so after that time just been on stage I don't know that feelings data kakuyachilia just when people were shouting had just So continued. basically that was that first moment when you got on that stage and you're that, like this is where I am meant to that be That was it and the same same year I decided to go and uh, participate in the public speaking in school mm. so because of that uh, that whole incident I actually even won national that year and even yes. in class 7 I guy, you know what I'm saying <laughs> Yeah so my love for the stage <laughs> and the attention just came from there imagine I love yeah. it I love it for you so much because I also just love that you just don't love like your craft so much but just you love to express it out I feel like there's so many artists who are dope artists but when you talk to them they're not able to express that but you're able to express this and, and you're quite a great speaker I think I even had you speak at a different interviews like wow you sound so amazing so I love that for you Appreciate. Were you always this confident or is it something you need to have in the world of rap and hip hop I don't know that the artists were introverts like crazy but they're the best of the best but For me I don't know when it came because I think I've always been like you know you know those kids who have always been they've been famous since they were kids that's uh, you yeah because I was so small you know when I was in primary I was so small like so small like Aww. tiny and then like a big head my my head so is So it means like even this time you're doing the freestyles you are bro, tiny tiny bro until from from 3 That's when I started growing. I was a tiny little short boy. So it must have been mind-blowing that this small person. Yeah. So I was liked by almost everyone everywhere I went. So for me, the confidence was always there. I never found a spot where it made me feel like diminished mm. or like inferior to someone. But over the years, I mean, the confidence just grew. I don't know. Yeah. That's I guess nice. I was lucky. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And you're also... you know part of empower in 2015 yes i was did that opportunity you know open your eyes to anything or would you say that was also at a significant moment for you in your career it did it did it legitimized like um me and myself as an artist because it was a time where kenyan artists were taken as jokers especially upcoming artists unless you were doing numbers or except your kali or south soul you are considered just Yeah. So the empower thing just legitimized my brand as just an actual artist or maybe just an actual upcoming artist who has a future and actually I could get into certain rooms where I couldn't get into like before so yeah it really helped at a certain mm. point of my career. So tell me about your debut album. This was a lot of work in progress, you know. Yeah. A lot of us considered your previous records as albums but you never did. Yeah. You know your first um, discography you you call it a mixtape. Then Kablam Tindo and then Mawingu, both of them were EPs. Angela came from Mawingu. Yeah. So someone would think that, you know, those were great albums, but this is now the album. The album yeah. So tell me about the making of this substantial record that now, you know, will always be defined as your first album. Quality, the sonics, production, the features. the way it sounds the things i'm saying the songs are there i spent a whole bag on that. i've never okay. even on my videos never spent a bag on on an audio like that so even the guys that had behind that had like one of the best engineers in kenya like the best of the best the ones who even work with sauti the ones who work with who are I these name drop they come from promised land okay. and we also outsourced some guys from uh, europe okay. just to make sure that we have that um Even not okay. That, that oomph, you know what I'm saying? So, and also I decided to 
switch a little bit because you know guys like me as a trapper you know they like the the trap side of me but i like the popular side of me a lot and i felt like that's why we did the whole mawingu just to push more of the popular side mm. and people actually liked the popular side even more so i'm i lean and more. i also love you when you do a lot of the dancehall raga i love that and you Thank always you. have that in each Every. one of your albums yes I if do. anyone listens to all the albums there's always one or two tracks going that direction yeah yeah so this so album that's we decided the, the like, you you love more yeah that's the one i like more really yeah i mean people like me when i'm gangster and i'm not gangster <laughs> so yeah i like me i like i like being a soft life ambassador so yeah so the album we decided to go more of the soft soft a little bit softer side of the sonic and nice. uh, i think i did a very great job and in terms of features oh Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think I covered like the whole of Africa. That's nice. Mm, That's so, nice. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, well done. You know, you could say the past couple of months, but to me, I think from the moment you came into the industry, you yeah. know, you've been working towards this moment. Yeah. And now everybody can go out there and stream, your, you know, your first album and all the other records. Yes. Congratulations on Thank that you. one. And in terms of the business, AD music business, the brand, what more are you guys creating or what more do you want to add on to already the platforms and entities you've created? I think in the past, you guys were really major, especially in the eventing space. Yeah. Um, how do you see your business expanding this year or the next couple of years? It was necessary for us to just that first break, that um, Corona break. It was really necessary, I think. It was an unfortunate incident, but for us, it was really necessary just to step back and then mm. just because we push the culture, but at the same time, we take L's, you know, so we had to find a common ground where also for us, we don't do it like as much as not to a two jash on a you know what I'm saying? Mm. So ADF music now officially became a label. We took in some few kids we were bringing up, including Groovy Joe. Mm-hmm. So we want to see now how we can just stop now telling kids what to do and actually do it for them. We want to become a musical household like the Ogopa days. Nice. You know? Wonderful. We want to have like hella kids, have them move because there's another tier that's behind me mm. and it's the one that's booming right now. Yeah. I can't and I'm be, sure they're reaching out every day. They are. And I'm not going to just wait around so that I can become Drake so I can do it. I'll start right now. I love it. Do whatever needs to be done. And then the events thing. I think we've done whatever everyone has just copied. So we are planning on just switching it up. Surprises, surprises. <laughs> surprises, surprises. It's better when people see it other than you just talk. Because also my grandma used to tell me, of course. But I So I believed it. So I don't like telling people what is about to happen yeah. and squidging. But things are about to happen. Badly. Yeah. Okay. What's your plan for expanding the brand across the continent and around the world, like in terms of tours? And when I say tours, it doesn't just mean like going to perform somewhere, but even going to other key markets to promote yourself because I feel like your brand is there. The sound is international. Yeah. The hits. We've seen the proof of concepts. Yeah. You know, we've seen the likes of Conscience, Global yeah. Stars, you know, coming over to collaborate with you. We've seen you have proper distribution channels you know great management 
So I feel like everything is ripe for this brand to jump into the other markets or countries. Yeah. As uh, the end of last year, we, we began the East African tour because we wanted to actually just not even, as you say, not performing. We actually went to the radio stations, met that. with the bloggers, went to the clubs that are popping just to chill vibe. That's nice. Yeah. We did Uganda, we did uh, Tanzania. And I won't lie to you, Tanzania, that's the place where I changed my mindset on how the industries are they so move diff- different. They move so different. They, the they move, move so different. Yeah, so I was like, you know, but that time we went to Zanzibar, Zanzibar is just maybe Shere to Sana, but you know, right now we're supposed to go to Rwanda, I think next month, but right now we want to see how we, we can go to, to European countries. Nice. Because, see, that's where the bag is, actually. That's where the connections are. And these guys, they can reach someone in CG Kangundo yeah. from CG Steto. Yeah. I want to know the channels they use. So that they can get those guys to listen to our, to their music yes. thousands of kilometers yes. away. So to leave Juaya, East Africa, we want to see if we can just go now to the other countries of Africa. But originally right now, we're going to Europe mm. to see, not just to perform, to see what these guys are doing. Because it has to be there's something they're doing. It's not far away from us, but there has to be something they're doing. Yeah. So our songs can get yeah, there the they same way. Yeah, they definitely have, you know, a structure that mm. we can borrow from. Yes. What I personally like from Europe or Europeans is yeah. how they plan everything around summertime because they have longer days. So it's like so many events, festivals, so many things happening around a certain period. I feel like for us, because we are almost a summertime all year, (laughs) anything happens anytime, Anytime. but it's good to have such a strategy where you're like from this time of the year to this time, I want to do 10 shows or something. So there'll always be a structure to learn from, you know, in Tanzania, in Europe, wherever. And I think it's always great for us creatives to Go out and see what others are doing and then yeah. incorporate that in what very. we are already doing. Yeah, very yeah. important. I don't like the fact that people say, as an artist, I don't know if they will know who, I won't mention who, but this artist said, At right now, apart from two artists, I'm not doing any feature with anyone. I'm like, bro, did you just see even what our biggest artist, just David, who just did just a few weeks ago? Did you see even what Drake did with even 21 Savage? I don't get where you get... 100,000 views and it becomes like you've known everywhere because me we used to think you know, the time we were doing the sharp night we used to think when you're popping in Nairobi you're popping everywhere bro Nairobi has like how many we are 6 million right now mm. we we don't average 6 million views you get what I mean like on a yeah. song yeah. so that means you don't even have the whole of Nairobi not even to mention the whole country yes so I mean the mentality right now should be anywhere anyone can any place Anytime. my song can be listened yeah. to. I'm a, hey, I need to be there. That's supposed to be the mentality. Damn, man. you're so hungry. I love that. <laughs> I have to be, man. The fruits of the labor, man. And you've done so many collabs, but basically you're saying, and I'm a continue collaborating. Yeah, no matter what. Because the essence of us doing this and marketing ourselves is to be known. You don't have to decrease those chances by saying, it's GIT, you haven't done anything, bro. You haven't done anything. So, yeah, that's my just, my... That's Soft really opinion. good advice, you know, yeah. you're giving out to anybody listening, especially the artists in the industry. Like, Man. it never stops, you know. Stops. You have a hit record, you have a big collabo. When is the next? And did Conscience reach out to you or how did the collaboration come about? We reached out and uh, I have to shout out Jimani for, you know, just nailing the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so it was actually super humble. Actually, we talk like right now, like we're, we're pen pals. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> it's so cool to say. Uh, it's so cool to it's say. It's so cool to yeah. have, you know, yeah. peers, you know, mm-hmm. global peers. Because yeah. your game just got elevated Man. by your own success, you know, your own song. Yeah. So, and I love to see that. Yeah. So um, that was uh, with Conscience, with Wanda Banton, I have to say 1RPM. They really came through because uh, he's also under 1RPM. Yes. So they just made it happen. And then, yeah. Congratulations, Butros. Thank you very much. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming through to VIP Access. Man, I loved it. You are so dope. You are so dope. Like, Thank I you. am such a fan. I just see you and I love to see you, how you roll, how you speak. You're so original. Yeah. Do you want to give advice, like, to artists? Like, if you want to come into the industry, how do you maintain your originality? You know, you've been doing this from 10 years old. Yeah, man. Originality. I don't think there's a way to tell someone to be original. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. So the question maybe is, mm. how do you maintain your originality and authenticity, right? By borrowing. By borrowing everywhere that I can. If I come and listen to you guys, and you know, if today you're playing a guitar and I feel something, I swear to God, you'll hear a certain element of it on my song next time. So it's all about just understanding you're here before others who created something and then you're just about to create something from what, what do they, they say? They say imitation is the best form of flattery. And then they also say, good artist copy, great artist steal. Ah, okay. I guess that's on that. You that's know. on that. <laughs> that's how we're wrapping up the show yes, today sir. with amazing Butros. Please go out there and stream all his music available on all digital channels. He's the illest rap and shrap god king from this side of East Africa representing Nairobi always. Thank you, Butros. I appreciate you. Thank you. Everybody listening, please come back next week. I'm going to have yet another great artist right here at VAPXS.